Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. This is Jason Witter, author, illustrator of Tiny East Vampire and Monsters Eating Ice Cream, and you are listening to Aaron's Horror Show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show Season 3, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We're going to go ahead and talk about movies, TV, and read some fiction. If you want to get hold of the show, you can go ahead and go to Facebook.com, Aaron's Horror Show, or you can go to Twitter.com, Aaron Horror Show, or you can go ahead and send us an email at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com. You can also go ahead and support the show by going to Patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. All right, I actually got a horror movie for you. Uh, like a straight up, this is a horror movie. It's called In the Tall Grass, and it is on Netflix. Now, normally I say I watch movies so you don't have to, and this one I I am on the fence about in the sense, uh, should you watch it, should you not watch it? I'll just go ahead and tell you about it and make that decision for yourself. So, uh you don't like spoilers, then obviously you're listening to the wrong podcast, because I uh, spoil things all the time, and so I'm going to talk pretty thoroughly about this movie, so, you know, if you want to hear my thoughts about it after you see it, then go ahead and watch In the Tall Grass, and then come back to the show. All right, you're here, cool, I can spoil the way. So, In the Tall Grass, I thought was a good in some ways, but also strange <laughs> in other ways and and it's funny cuz usually when when I'm I'm watching a movie so you don't have to there there's very obvious reasons <laughs> why I I I'm doing this public service this one there's not so much obvious reasons like overall it's actually like a pretty good movie so there's there's a like the experience of watching it I would say from one uh, part to the end, so, you know, from the beginning of the movie to the end is actually quite enjoyable. It's a good movie to, you know, get some popcorn, turn off the lights, and just, just, you know, watch this movie, but when you start really thinking about it a little too much, you're like, wait, that didn't make sense, and and that doesn't make sense either, so, you know, it's not necessarily, like, one that you want to think too much about, and that's why I say I'm on the fence about it, because, you know, I do like thinking, and uh, when a movie just falls apart under scrutiny, I think maybe there could have been some more thought behind it. But anyway, so the the premise of this movie is uh, there's some grass out in in the middle America. They don't tell you quite where. It's a you know some some empty field, you know, where there's just a bunch of grass and there's this church with all these cars parked in front of it and the 
you know, the, the, the cars are all from different eras and, and the church is old and obviously abandoned. And you could see that there's this other abandoned, like bowling alley in, in the middle of the grass. And, and so, you know, there, it's like, you know, this, this grass is basically like, obviously, uh, not well kept. And, uh, anyways, our, our two intro characters, I wouldn't necessarily call them the main characters, which I found interesting that the, the people you start with, like, it doesn't necessarily focus on, like, the main character kind of comes in fairly late to the movie, uh, the one that sort of seems to move the plot forward and, and makes all the decisions in the movie, <laughs> so, you know, that that's kind of interesting that the first two characters are very important, and, and they don't, but, you know, they're not just the two people that die in the beginning, but they're also not the main characters. So anyways, these two people, their brother and sister, the sister's pregnant, and they're obviously going to take the child to a couple in San Diego that is going to adopt the child. And so that's sort of the thing, but you get a sense that maybe she does not want that to happen. She wants to keep her child. And of course, the fact that her brother's taking her uh, on this cross-country road trip is also another weird thing, like, where's the dad? Dad will come in later. Uh, anyways, they stop because she needs to vomit, uh, and that's where they stop right, you know, next to this grass. And after she vomits, she hears a kid in the grass yelling for help. And so there's a kid saying, I'm lost, uh, help me, like yelling, you know, for them. And so they decide to park their car at the church and, and you know, go into the grass to find them. And that's basically when they get separated and lost. And, and you find out that, you know, the, the grass kind of doesn't, they, they kind of explain it as the grass, like, like, I think the kid says, the grass cannot move dead things. And so like, like they see this dead dog and they can't move that, but, uh, it can move living things. So you get the sense that the grass is just teleporting people to different locations to make them all sort of, uh, like, you know, discombobulated. Uh, so, you know, like they, they can't really find their way through it because, uh, so you have, uh, like, for example, you have like, like, uh, the pregnant woman, she's going through and, and she's talking to her brother and they're both standing still at this point. And it sounds like he's getting further and further away from her. And she says, stop moving. And he's like, I'm not moving. And so, you know, uh, <laughs> it basically seems that, that like the grass can move people around or it's kind of like this maze that, that only the grass seems to navigate. So, Anyways, uh, you know, at one point, the, the, you, you find out, you know, that, that, uh, that there's this weird rock in the middle of grass that has all these ancient carvings on it, uh, and it's like in a clearing in the middle of the grass, and, and, you know, they, the kid, they eventually do find the kid that was yelling, and the kid takes the, the brother to the rock and says, touch it it'll be cool. And when the kid touches it, you know, his hair stands up and he kind of shudders of like, like, look how amazing this is. And, and of course the brother is a little terrified to touch it. And, uh, and then, you know, he runs away and then we cut that to, uh, you know, the, the, 
dad of the pregnant woman searching for them. So he's going from gas station to gas station with pictures of the woman and her brother. And, and basically, have you seen this couple? And then when he finally finds their car inside the church parking lot, he sees that, like, a burger the brother was eating in, in the uh, first scene has all these, like, maggots living in it. And the car looks like it's been through several rainstorms and has all this, like, dirt and grime on it, like it's just been sitting there for a very long time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And then he goes into the grass to look for them and has the same thing where he's kind of in this weird maze and he doesn't know how to get out. And then, of course, he meets the kid and uh, he, uh, you know, then calls out to the kid. And, and, and this is where it gets a little bit convoluted, but there's essentially like three different, you know, uh, families in the, the, this, or uh, three, there's three times where people enter the grass. So first you have the first family that enters, uh, which is like the kid and his, uh, mom and dad, and they get lost. And then you have the, the brother and the sister, you know, they hear the kid and they enter and they get lost. And then you finally have the, the, uh, sister's, you know, uh, baby daddy, and, uh, and he, uh, hears the, uh, the kid as well, and the other weird, well, he doesn't hear the kid, sorry, he goes in because he knows the, that she's in there, you know, because he's trying to find her, and then when he does get in the grass, he hears the kid on the outside of the grass and tries to warn his family from coming in, so you get this weird time travel effect where basically, like, he's the one that got the kids family in and the kids family are the reason that they came, the brother and sister came in and the brother and sister are the reason he came in. So basically all three people are in, it's like a weird time loop thing in the sense that all three of them entered the grass because of each other. And that's where it gets a little convoluted because it doesn't necessarily explain that. And then just kind of at the end uses that as a sort of a plot device, like, eventually, like, what happens is, is the kid's dad touches the rock, and he starts becoming like a psychopath, and he starts basically killing them, because, you know, anything that's in the grass that dies comes back to life, and he keeps killing his family, and everyone, the brother, sister, over and over again, and then he, like, keeps, like, taking people to the rock clearing, and says, you should touch the rock, man, and then they're like, well, we just want to get out of here. And he's like, well, if you touch the rock, you'll know how to get out, but you won't want to ever leave. <laughs> and, you know, so it becomes this weird, like, thing. And then there's a, a moment where she's, like, giving birth, and you see on on the rock, like, you know, them, like, like, like her giving birth, and it's already been carved into the rock. And there's a point where, like, like the... Uh, the earth under opens up underneath the rock and like you see this root system that has all these like 
bodies on it, like these souls that have been trapped by the rock. And, and then you start going, oh, yeah, there's all these cars that are parked at the church from different areas. So obviously this has happened before and will continue to happen. Like the rock is collecting souls or something. And, you know, you, you know, get this weird thing. And then the grass turns into these weird grass people at one point and And they're they kind of, you know, chance almost. And and anyways, <laughs> it's really the 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 rock motivation is a, is a little strange, but anyways, what happens finally is, uh, the baby daddy, you know, essentially decides to sacrifice himself to save everyone, so he touches the rock, then lead the kids, then leads the kid out, and then tells the kid to stop the brother and sister from ever coming in the grass, and that way, you know, so the kid runs out of the, like, he leaves the grass and runs out of the church and sees them about to enter and he stops them and they go on their way and then the baby daddy's trapped in the grass forever but he at least saved his uh, unborn child from being stuck in the grass and, and being given as an offering to this weird rock god, whatever this is, uh, you know, and <laughs> it's it just, it <laughs> it gets a little convoluted in the sense of First off, that way that they all entered being kind of cyclical with each other, but then also using that to stop them from entering as well. Like, it just, like, there's a bunch of stuff that invalidates <laughs> everything that they just set up, and it's never fully explained how they're just weirdly time-traveling. Like, I, I'm like I'm okay with them getting lost through this grass and how like you know, they can't just walk and seem to walk in a straight line in the grass like I could get, see how it could be kind of like a maze and it's keeping them in there and all this kind of stuff and you know the rock that collects souls and all like <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that's interesting but the weird part for me is just like like it seems like a plot device to get them in there and then it seems like a plot device to all have them get saved by the end except for the guy that decides to stay to prevent the others from getting trapped uh so, uh, you know, I guess if it's a plot device on the way in and a plot device on the way out, it's fine. So, yeah, if you don't think too hard, it's a great movie because there are some really scary moments like that, you know, uh, writhing souls at the at the roots of the tree. That's a pretty scary scene. So there's some weird kind of crazy stuff in this. And overall, I, I enjoyed watching that. I just, you know, there's some... <laughs> there's just some odd stuff that I wish were, you know, either explained a little bit better or, I don't know, maybe were just unnecessary. Like, like the kid was a perfectly good excuse for the people to get in there, and then he was a good excuse of going in there looking for them, and they didn't even need to say that he was the reason the kid's family. Like, that was the weird part. It's like they were setting that up just to have that ending where he can guide the kid out at the precise moment that the other ones were trying to enter the grass, you know, like they did it just so it's, it's, it felt like they were just doing it so they could find a way out. You know, I don't know. I would have, I would have been fine with if he touched the rock and, and dragged, you know, his, his, uh, sister and, and, or the, sorry, not sister, but the, the other guy's sister out and her brother, uh, and, and the kid out. So if he, if he just like, like touched the rock and said, okay, I'm getting you all out of here and left them on the side of the road. And they all woke up like, like, whoa, man, that was freaky. I would have accepted that more than this weird 
time travel, it never really happened to begin with thing. Like, that seems... Uh, and, and the other thing also is that they set up this whole, like, the brother doesn't really like him because he thinks he's a deadbeat. And there's even this one point where, like, like they're in the bowling alley hiding from the, the psychopath dad uh, of the boy. And, uh, you know, the, the main character, the, the baby's mama guy, like, accidentally, like like stumbles and is about to fall off the the side of the building and the brother grabs him and then has this moment where he lets go so like basically the brother murdered him and then of course because people don't stay dead in the grass they wake up but still it's like why are you saving him you know what i mean like he murdered you you know like <laughs> and 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 you also lose empathy for that character at that point because he's just gonna like kill a dude he doesn't like rather than like <laughs> work out his differences or you know what I mean like like and not to mention like why you know he he came into this weird grassland to like help you so why are you killing it yeah it was just a weird choice so the brother's not really a likable character uh the the sister you know <laughs> she, she she's an okay character but yeah it's just it's just a weird that that whole dynamic just seems kind of shoehorned in, but, you know, anyways, that is, uh, In the Tall Grass on Netflix, so, you know, if I, I would say middle of the road for me, don't think about it too much, just watch it for its spookiness, it's great, think about it too much, and the whole thing falls apart, so, that's, uh, ultimately my, uh, talk on a movie, thank you so much for listening, and have a good night.